I'm Bob Cudmore, and this is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5 FM. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. Going to start out with Code Blue, Mayor. As winter sets in, you're raising awareness about that. Code Blue, a collaborative effort dedicated to protecting the homeless from exposure to severe cold and snow. How does that work? Well, no one should have to stay outside in this bitter cold, and we work really collaboratively with the various homeless shelters and the county to ensure that we are bringing people to places where they can sleep in warmth. It's been bitterly cold, and that frigid air we know is can be really fatal. Um, we, there was a fatality a, a couple years ago up in Saratoga, um, and we want to make sure that people are in from the cold. It is hard to get people sometimes off the streets. It does depend. Um, you know, our police officers have to make a judgment call, um, and oftentimes if somebody really is placing themselves in serious danger, um, then, you know, they seek to get additional aid for that individual. Uh, we have partners at the hospitals and at CDPC to ensure that people are safe. And you, you accommodate people. I mean, some shelters are designated to take people they normally wouldn't take or that's, something like that's that. That's right. The shelters uh, will first of all, expand capacity and, and you know, look at their, um, the rules that they have and, and provide for certain allowances. Let's go to some uh, constituent questions, and that will lead into another uh, news topic. Uh, the constituent is a cyclist uh, who writes, Thank you for your service and the progress we've seen for improved cycling safety in Albany. I was delighted to see that the South End Multi-Use Trail received funding in the Regional Economic Development Awards. When do you think this might begin? When do you think we can see it completed? Also, is the award for $325,000 or $650,000? There appear to be two lines with different programs notated, each with $325,000. Is that correct? Well, that's right. The city will design and construct the South End Multi-Use Trail. It's going to be located in the South Waterfront District and will link the Helderberg-Hudson Rail Trail and the Mohawk-Hudson uh, Hike-Bike Trail, and it'll fill a gap uh, that exists in the 360-mile multi-use trail network. The proposed treatment is a two-way separated bike lane. It's also known as a cycle track, and it would extend along the east side of Pearl Street where the sidewalk exists, and that received funding. Mm -hmm. We're also completing the final design to construct a mile and a half of the trail, and that also received $325,000. And the cyclist constituent has a part two question. The public libraries in Albany have been fitted with bicycle fix-it stations, provided uh, for free, excluding costs of the mounting pad from grants. What do you think of putting one of these outside City Hall? Well, we are actually looking at additional places where we can locate bike racks, um, and uh, the um, City Hall is one of those places that we're looking at. So. Okay, so it might happen at City Hall. Absolutely. If you have uh, questions for Mayor Sheehan, you can send them in via email. Ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov. Let me uh, continue with a, a question on uh, that grant program that the constituent was talking about. The Capital Region 
received $83 million in grants, tax breaks, bonding opportunities in the latest round of the state Regional Economic Development Council Awards. What is in this package uh, specifically to benefit the city of Albany? Well, there are a number of really great projects, and some of them are uh, cultural in nature. For example, the Albany Symphony Orchestra received funding for its water music, which is the idea is celebrating the anniversary of the Erie Canal by actually putting the Albany Symphony Orchestra on the river. And I think that that'll be a really exciting project. The Albany Water Board received funding from, again, two different sources, um, totaling more than $2 million to do daylighting at the Tivoli Preserve, which is a park in the city of Albany Mm -hmm. where we're adding some trails and we have a long-range plan for the redevelopment of that park. And so this is part of that work uh, and is really going to allow us to move that project along. Again, you know, a number of different uh, projects. One is the Skyway Project, and uh, that is a proposal. It's still in the very early stages, but it's a, a it's a proposal to take one of the exit ramps from 787 that comes from the Corning Preserve into uh, Clinton Ave and create a park there. So we would close that ramp and make that a, a skyway, and uh, it, we're really excited okay. about the possibility I, of that. I get it. That, it like that uh, bridge over the Hudson or the bridge over the Mohawk it, at Amsterdam. It, exactly, and there's also uh, you know, a, a walkway down in New York City that has been incredibly popular. Mm-hmm. So this is a project that uh, we received $375,000 in funding for. The Port of Albany got a lot of money for improvements. They did. They received $5 million. That's on top of a Tiger grant that they received from the federal government. So they have done very well. And also the Nipper Building in the Warehouse District. That's right. They received a um, a grant of half a million dollars, and that property is being redeveloped into um, retail space and residential apartments in downtown's warehouse district and so another exciting project nipper will remain okay uh the palace theater did not get any money in this round of state grants it had asked for four million dollars for planned renovation what happens now to the palace theater's plans well i think it's important to understand why that didn't get funded it was a priority project for the region and uh, i have reached out to empire state development Uh, to arrange for us to meet with uh, representatives from ESD and leadership from the palace to understand why that didn't get funded, what the palace needs to demonstrate in order for that project to receive funding. I think it is an ideal project for funding. It should have been funded, and we just need to understand what the issues were so that we can move forward. And, you know, we'll be applying for the next round in six months. It's hard to believe, but time moves quickly. And when the uh, Palace Theater renovation was uh, proposed, uh, there was a proposal to turn over ownership of the theater from the city to a nonprofit board. It did engender some controversy. Do you still support that idea? I absolutely do. I think that it is important for the Palace Theater to be able to take advantage of um, tax credits. That's something that the city can't take advantage of. 
And the building needs about $5 million in repairs. And so that's a liability right now that the city has that I don't really believe that our taxpayers are um, in the best position to be able to fund. So we have a long-term lease with the palace that I inherited from the prior administration, and that lease requires us to uh, maintain that building and to provide repairs and we're looking at this as an opportunity for us to relieve the taxpayers of that obligation uh, and also, uh, we hope, um, result in an ongoing funding stream for the city. Um, we're still in the midst of negotiating that with the palace and are moving forward, but they have made a proposal that would result in an annual uh, payment to the city um, over many, many years uh, in connection with the sale of that building. Now, Mary Sheehan, we started uh, today's program talking about the cold weather, uh, and also in the in the wintertime, there are problems with the, the water mains. I know there have been different uh, water main breaks in the city of uh, Albany and of late, and uh, your name was on this uh, letter, I believe, that was uh, sent from municipal leaders in Albany County, Troy, Amsterdam, other parts of the state, asking the governor for a lot of money, $800 million a year, to work on water infrastructure. Well, I mean, we think that it's really important that we invest in the infrastructures of our cities. This is, uh, you know, we're, we're at a point now where we're seeing tremendous growth in our cities. And the result of the Regional Economic Development Council's, the, the governor's plan um, for driving economic development in upstate has been very successful in the capital region and has resulted in tremendous investment. We've seen job growth, which results in in additional demand on our infrastructure. Um, and so we would love to work with the state uh, to identify funding for projects that are really critical to our cities. Uh, this week, you had uh, really important visitors uh, from the Netherlands uh, in Albany. And of course, uh, Albany was originally uh, settled by Europeans, by Europeans under the Dutch flag. And I gather there was a specific one of the reasons they came here because of an old uh, friend of mine, uh, Charlie Gehring, the uh, historian who translated all these old uh, Dutch uh, documents that are preserved in Albany at the uh, state archives. Uh, but you got a chance to meet them. So what happened there? Well, it was a great opportunity, and we were so honored by their visit, uh, the visit from the ambassador and the council general. We were uh, able to host them at City Hall. Uh, because of the weather, the ambassador's uh, plane arrived a little bit late, so he was not at the City Hall meeting. Uh, the council general was there. We had a wonderful discussion about opportunities for uh, deeper ties between the Netherlands and uh, the city of Albany and the fact that this is a place that's very rich in its Dutch history and that has a number of uh, assets that we think can be utilized to really highlight even more those deep ties between the city of Albany and the Netherlands. And then the ambassador arrived a little later in the day on Monday. Mm -hmm. I was able to have dinner with him, and it was really a great very wonderful opportunity for us to explore 
possibilities. And it's not just the cultural ties, but the business ties. Mm. I mean, personally, uh, you know, I have very deep uh, ties with the Dutch because I worked for a company in based here, Intermagnetics at the time, that made MRI magnets. And Philips Royal in the oh. Netherlands was our biggest customer. Okay. And they eventually bought our company. So I've spent time in the Netherlands and uh, worked very closely with one of the largest Dutch companies in the world uh, for many years. And I saw recently that uh, Albany Academy, uh, or Girls Academy, uh, had a Skyping session with uh, students from Nijmegen. Right. It's it's Nijmegen, and there will be more to come. We are going to be celebrating this year at our Tulip Festival the partnership between the city of Albany and Nijmegen and the story, many people know the movie A Bridge Too Far, that tells the story of Nijmegen and the 82nd Airborne's heroic efforts to, uh, in, in, against all odds, to succeed in, in pushing the Germans back. So we are going to be, it resulted in a destruction of Nijmegen. Residents of Albany sent 300 tons, three, I think 3,000 tons of um, of of not just food, but goods Good. and bricks and, and building materials to Nijmegen. And they pr- responded by providing us with tulips. And the Tulip Festival really took on a new significance. Right. So we're going to be celebrating that and the link with Nijmegen as well. And let's uh, go to some uh, stories in the news. Uh, constituent concerns, uh, pastures problem, a low wall made of planters is the focus of Issues involving loitering, drinking, and drug use close to the uh, adjacent historic pastures neighborhood. There are nearby facilities sometimes used by people with drug and uh, alcohol problems. The city says the county. Uh, the city says the county owns the area of the low wall, but the county reportedly says it doesn't own the area of this attractive nuisance. Uh, what's uh, being done about the problem? Well, you know, quite candidly, I I don't care who owns it. We need to work together to find solutions to this issue. It's an ongoing issue. Uh, there have been uh, uh, other areas where this loitering has occurred, and we have found ways of discouraging that. Unfortunately, when we discourage it in one area, it can tend to move right. to another area. So uh, this is something that I, uh, I I can certainly understand and empathize with the frustrations of the residents there. There's been a significant investment. Uh, a number of apartments in that area have all been rehabbed. Um, they are uh, affordable apartments uh, that are targeted for um, you know, families to be able to afford. So this is something that we'll work together with the county to uh, look at what we can do and, and try to address that. And there's also uh, constituent concerns, I believe, uh, in a neighborhood where, where you reside, uh, Buckingham Pond area. Apparently they, uh, there are two neighborhood organizations there, and they're both, I gather, seeking relief over traffic congestion and speeding on their residential streets, uh, which is... Uh, serves as the main thoroughfare for entering and leaving the city. What more can be done there? And I understand some changes already were made. Right. So one one street was turned into a one-way, and we're exploring um, making another street, Tampa Ave, one-way, so that you don't have traffic cutting across to Buckingham Drive, um, remaining on the Crumkill Road uh, uh, section that gets you from 85 uh, to New Scotland Avenue. 
there there is an increased employment and increased traffic and we are working within the neighborhood uh, to address those issues there was another meeting this week that occurred and we we've got our traffic safety folks working on that and looking at solutions I saw on your Facebook page uh, some uh, constituents concerned about graffiti. Graffiti removed recently in the Center Square uh, neighborhood. Uh, will the city remove graffiti if the property owner won't? Well, we do give the property owner a number of days to remove that graffiti unless it is gang-related or it is um, vulgar. And in that case, we will remove it more quickly. But otherwise, we do give the uh, property owner, I believe it's 40 days, mm-hmm. uh, or, or maybe it's 20 days, 20 days to remove the graffiti. And if they don't, then we remove it and send them a bill. Oil in the Hudson. If a surge of Canadian tar sands oil heads south in coming years, as the industry is planning, according to news reports, it could mean an oil-laden barge would head down the Hudson River from Albany every third day. Uh, this according to the Natural Resources Defense Council. Uh, there's also concern about the parking of these uh, barges at different places along the Hudson, not necessarily in Albany. Are you concerned about this situation? Well, I think it's very important that we work with the state and with the federal government who are responsible for regulating this type of activity to ensure that it's safe. The concern that people have is that there will be an accident and it's my understanding that technology doesn't exist to clean mm-hmm. tar sands oil spills and that where it has spilled, it has caused grave uh, environmental harm. So um, this is something that, again, in, in looking at who regulate, regulates it, uh, it's, it's really the DEC and the federal government, and we want to ensure that our waterways are safe. It, you know, w- this is a broader issue around energy policy as well, and I think that the full cost of uh, this type of uh, very dirty fuel needs to be borne by those who are producing it and selling it rather than, you know, worrying about when something happens and then it's up to the taxpayers right. to deal with cleaning it up. Well, it's time for some uh, shout-outs here with uh, Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. I gather that ice skating has returned to Swinburne Ice Skating Rink. It has, it has, and we have a new feature this year. We have season passes, so if you're a frequent user, you can uh, get a season pass for the the park. But uh, we uh, always look forward to it. We also have free learn-to-skate programs and free learn-to-play hockey programs. So if you go to the city website, you can find out information about that. And there was one, I thought, kind of unusual program, Play Outside. Parents and young people invited to play in the snow and listen to a story from the Albany Public Library from 11 to noon at various uh, locations uh, through the winter. I believe they'll start in Swinburne Park. Yeah, I saw that, and I thought it was really inventive. I think that the Albany Public Library is doing a great job. They have a wonderful director who really takes seriously the library's role in community outreach and in working in every neighborhood. And I think that's the great thing about our library system here in the city of Albany is that we have neighborhood branches that are in every neighborhood of the city and can do outreach uh, really everywhere. And this type of program, I don't don't know whether I'd want to be outside in the cold weather we've been having, but, uh, you know, if you don't try, you don't know. So great opportunity.
Mayor Kathy Sheehan joins us every week on the Talk of the Town. We will be taking a bit of a hiatus and return in early 2017 uh, with Talk of the Town with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan.